everybody, and welcome to the Traveling Designer Podcast. Appreciate everyone um, who's tuning in. Um, it is the beginning or the middle of December right now. I'm currently in Washington State. Um, yeah, we'll see how this episode goes. Uh, kind of had a snafu with uh, some new software, so I was really excited. I started using this new um, plug podcasting software called anchor and it's it's cool because you can house everything on there you can also record and kind of build your podcast right through the web platform or whatever so i did this this was i don't know a week or so ago i did the episode and if anyone who's ever done podcasting or have trouble talking you know it takes a few for me anyway it takes a few takes for me to to get what i want you know sometimes i get halfway through and i stop or other times i get a minute through and i stop but so I got through one. I thought it was all good. It started to process because it had to like, I guess, kind of like download. Long story short, I lost the whole thing. The whole thing was gone. Even my old ones, even the old ones were gone. Not sure what I did wrong. So I'm back to the old system. But, you know, so we'll see. I'm, we'll see what I end up talking about. It's sort of weird, you know, like I've, you know, researched what I wanted to talk about this this week and it was going to be simple anyway, you know, but I get, I go through all the work, do it. And I just have like, you know, the energy level to try to, to say all that again is, is very low. I'm not sure if that's my own laziness or there's something else going on there. But I mean, it's sort of like, you know, when you go on a hike, you know, you do this epic hike and you put in all the work and, you know, you get down, you say how awesome it was, but would you ever do it again? I mean, I think there's a few maybe that I would possibly do you know hikes again but i think sometimes you start thinking about all <clears throat> excuse me all the work that it takes to get back to the top of that mountain you're like ah, i'll just remember the memories so you know so anyway with this <clears throat> i figured i was going to talk about where i've been doing up until my last episode and then sort of go from there and see if we get into a topic or not but i think the last time i did an episode which is gosh was back in like april of this year. Um, I was just getting back from Mexico. COVID was just starting. And I believe I was in, you know, in California, um, traveling up the 395. So it's been a while. Um, to make a lot has happened since then, I feel like. Um, one thing that I will mention before I get in too involved or too much into this is I had the pleasure of being on someone else's podcast. That is actually how I uh, found out about Anchor, which I think Anchor is going to be awesome once I figure out how to do it correctly. But um, Damian Ross, who he runs the Rootless Living podcast, and I'll try to put all this on the on the blog for sure with the info, um, had me on his podcast. And this was over the summers when it was recorded, maybe about, I don't know, a month, six weeks ago. It was it was uh, put online. So he does a magazine, which I believe is housed on the internet. And I think he's got a printed copy of it as well. And he focuses a lot on nomad, um, digital nomads. So people like myself who are traveling full-time and working full-time. So it was a lot of fun. He did a really good job. He, he asked really good, engaging questions. And, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, what I live in, what I used to live in, where I've been, some of my, you know, some stories. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And, um, so if you, yeah, if you look up Rootless Living Podcast, you will find it. I believe my episode is number 39. So it's a few back, but um, yeah, take a listen to it and listen to some of the others. They're really good. So, you know, like I said, I always like to kind of 
talk about where I've been and, you know, one of this, you know, I was trying to figure out what should I talk about this month or for this episode. And I've been kind of getting away from the RVing a little bit over the last few months. So, so I was in California, was traveling the 395 with about five other people, you know, we were doing, being all good with our social distancing and had a lot of good rules. And finally around, I guess it was June 1st, or actually it was May 1st, I scooped up, I was in California, got up to Washington State, right in the Columbia River Gorge, and actually spent the entire summer at a cool little campground in the Columbia River Gorge. And um, my parents and my sister live near here, near in Camas, Washington, which is right across the river from Portland. So whenever I come visit, I always go hiking in the gorge and it just become, became one of those magical places. And I was like, I just want to spend more time here. So being able to live in there was really cool. Um, I was really, I live really close to the, um, the, I'm trying to think of the big bridge, slipped my mind, the bridge of the gods. And, uh, and it's cool because the river right across the street, um, it's hiking trails all over. It's just really beautiful and peaceful and calm. And I had a, you know, a really, a really good time living there. You know, even though, like I said, it was COVID time, not a whole lot you can do. The place I found was, says it was an RV park, but it was more like a campground. I had hookups, but it you know, covered in trees, Usually got maybe a little busy on the weekends, but other than that, was just uh, it was a quiet little place. So it was great. Um, and then around that time when I was in California, a uh, job presented itself. To, uh, it was a graphic design gig. So then by the end, it took so it took a while, but by the end of summer, I finally got the gig, and it was just a part time, like temporary thing. So I was, you know, and the hours I need, I was going to be working a lot more hours and needed better internet. So all those things kind of led up to the fact of um, getting out of my camper for a bit and trying something a little bit new. So my first inclination was to find like a little apartment somewhere in Portland or, you know, somewhere in the gorge or up in some of those cool little towns in the gorge, like Hood River or one of those. And I forgot how hard it is to find an apartment. I mean, especially with short term, you know, so I was looking for a short term, uh, something that allowed dogs and hopefully it was hopefully be that was furnished. And I think that's just asking a bit too much for this day and age. So I, you know, looked for a long time, looking for any kind of uh, situation. Didn't really work out. Decided I should broaden my horizons a little bit. And one of the first places that popped in my head was Boise, a place that I, I think the first time was two years prior. I was on a road trip on my way to Washington, popped in for like 30 minutes. was like, oh, this is really cool. Ended up going back like a month later in my camper and spent a couple of weeks there. And since that time, I've been in that area maybe two other times. So, yeah, it's something about the town. It was um, – it's nice. It's a, it's a cute little town, hiking trails, breweries. It's got, it's got everything. So I started looking in that area for a place. And, you know, sometimes these things just sort of like align, right? It didn't take – as soon as I kind of said, I'm going to look in Boise, I feel like three days later I had a place to live. And I found this um, cool little place called the Pink Guest House. And it's this old Victorian house and it's got eight apartments that are each or has its own cute little name. They're all completely different, all furnished. And uh, yeah, they kind of cater to travelers, like people like myself who, you know, might be coming, well, might be coming to Boise to work for a month or traveling or people, you know, especially now, so many people working from home, 
and being able to travel a little bit because of COVID. So, uh, yeah, it was a really cool experience. I got one of the, the, I think the last apartment during that, during the time period I want to be there. And the place was, you know, like a block from the Capitol building, about two blocks from downtown, a short distance to this cool little neighborhood that's got some hiking trails and some little shops and bars, you know, some of it I could take advantage of most of it, not because of the, because of COVID and such, but you know, I think all things considered, it was uh, a really good experience. And uh, yeah, it's it, I've been back here for 10 days now, and I definitely miss it. I've been working on a blog post um, showing some photos, you know, um, after work, you know, it was a little bit later, you know, and my dog's getting older, so we have a hard time doing big hikes. So we would just walk around the neighborhoods, and I would just take pictures of old architecture and old buildings and churches and all kinds of stuff. So I don't know, it was a really good experience. It's a place I could actually, you know, see myself, uh, you know, living it, living at at some point if I decided to actually get off the road and settle down as they say. So, so since that time I'm back in Washington, I'm here for the holidays. And then from there, I don't have the slightest idea. So that's kind of where, where I stand right now in terms of, of all that. But, you know, it is, um, you know, I, I think as I reflect on like 2020 and how crazy the year has been, you know, I've uh, definitely feel like I've been blessed because, you know, I've been, you know, I'm at my parents' house staying. I've been here for 10 days and, you know, they're a little bit older. So I'm doing probably even being more diligent than I was before in terms of my of of where I go and what I do. So I basically, you know, I don't really do much of anything. So I could. So after just being here for 10 days, I can see how people could get could go stir crazy when they're stuck in their houses. And, you know, for most of the year, you know, like I said, I, you know, being in a camper and being, I, you know, I feel like to a certain extent, my life hasn't changed a whole lot because our, because of the, of our abilities to, you know, still we're living out in nature and it's, we can still go on hikes and we can, you know, we had a small little group of people, so we still had socialization. And, you know, even over the summer, I had that to a certain extent. And, you know, I mean, maybe in Boise, I, you know, I have to say I got a little rough, you know, once my job ended, I had about a month's time where, you know, I had a lot more free time and, uh, yeah, it was a little, I had to admit it was a little difficult, but at the same time, it was my own space. You know, if anything, we could, you could always just go out for a walk, you know, it's something I love to do anyway, but not everybody likes to do those sorts of things. So I could see how after a while it could take a strain on people. So I hope everyone's, you know, hanging in there and, uh, you know, staying safe, staying healthy and, you know, making the right choices because I know it's, it's, you know, it's easier to go out and maybe break, break what we should be doing, but hopefully we're coming to an end of all this. So, um, but anyway, so the topic I was going to talk about, I might just go through this just really quick because, you know, it wasn't a whole lot anyway, a whole lot there anyway, but kind of this, you know, there's this huge way, you know, with COVID going on, so many people are working from home. And, you know, if you're, if any, if you know anything about the RV industry, have any part of it, I definitely realize this, you know, exploded, you know, like my parents RV awning business or the family business has, you know, been, it was so busy this summer. It was unbelievable. You know, if you're out trying to find a used RV, um, there's not one to be found. You know, it is, it is crazy because people are trying to, you know, make a not so good situation and make it better and get out into, you know, get out into the world and travel and, and see some things and stay isolated and do all that stuff. And I'm all for all that. I think it's awesome. And I highly support all of it. But I mean, I think because of that, you know, it definitely puts a strain on, you know, resources, it puts a strain on, 
you know, uh, other travelers, you know, communities, you know, so I came up with a couple of things that, you know, if you're somebody out there who's, you know, thinking about doing this because, you know, if you, if, you know, the, your stay at home time is being extended even more and want to get out and I have a feeling it's going to be even harder now because at least, you know, when it first kind of came about, depending on where you lived, you know, it was like early, early spring and in the summer. So we, we said more ability to get outside, but depending on where you live now, like I say, Washington, it's, you know, it's cold and it's rainy, you know, it's hard to get out to do things outdoors. You know, I got up this morning, got all, you know, bundled up to take my dog Mazzy for a walk and it was like pouring rain. So we couldn't really do anything until, you know, two or three hours later. So I feel like the, the capacity to travel is still going to be there and still be a lot, could be a lot of people that are out there thinking about it. So I think, you know, um, one th- you know, I was just going to go through a few things. If you're thinking about thinking about traveling, maybe this winter, some things to think about before you um, fully get on the road, just to help you in your journey and help you, you know, kind of get yourself organized and uh, make the situation the best it can possibly be. And the first thing, you know, is some of these are are all very simple is join some groups, some Facebook groups, um, get on YouTube, you know, kind of like figure out what you think you want to do, you know, what kind of travel you think is up your alley and start looking for those. You know, you can join groups on Facebook and then you can ask them questions. You can kind of see how people are living. There is more YouTube channels than you can possibly imagine of people doing all kinds of different things from, you know, the RV geeks showing you how to stuff, um, living in a pretty nice, a pretty nice, a really nice rig, you know, to people, you know, I, when I first bought my scamp, there's a, there is a couple, a young couple who two of them live in a, with their dog live in a 13 foot scamp. So, you know, so there's all kinds of different things that you can kind of, you know, you can watch and learn and sort of visualize what that life might be like and how you might, you know, go about doing it. You know, I mean, obviously the van life thing is huge. So there's, you know, all kinds of different things. And from there, it will help you, you know, choose the rig that suits your needs the best because there are all kinds of different, you know, things you can live in. You know, um, there's people that there's a whole huge thing of people living in their SUVs. You know, when I was in Flagstaff a couple of years ago at the Overlander, expo they talked about there's people that i I went to one of the seminars and there was a a bunch of people living their four by fours you know they wanted to get as far away as they possibly could and they had their nice little setup you know in their in their jeeps or whatever else so there's all kinds of different things you know but just to kind of get an idea what you might want because then you have to start thinking about you know how you're going to get electricity you know do you need solar restrooms you know like are you living in something so small that you can't have a bathroom you know you have to think about those things because you know there's no guarantee that you're going to be able to stay in a campground every night because that's you know i mean a lot of them are closed a lot of them are full you know you kind of have to be prepared to uh maybe go boondocking, which a lot of people like to do anyway, which you might find out right away. It's like, oh, I much prefer the free camping, the boondocking aspect, but now, oh, I have no, I have no restroom. Um, our, my friends, I know at Campinium, which is an awesome app if you need to help you find campgrounds, they're help raising money for one of the cool boondocking spots near the Tetons because all of a sudden um, the area is getting destroyed and, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that it's happening now when there's so many influx of people that are, you know, getting out into the out into the wild 
and maybe, you know, are trying to find their way and not quite sure what to do. But anyway, they're trying to raise money so they can actually put, you know, a working bathroom in that location so um, people have something to use. So it's just one of those things where, you know, like, um, you know, if you're going to live in a van and don't have a restroom, either know where you can find one, you know, start looking in the composting toilets or those sorts of things. Um, the second thing, you know, that I think is big is know the rules, you know, um, know where you can park, you know, know what, you know, in a town, where can you park? You know, not every, you can't park in every Walmart, you know, Walmart doesn't necessarily have, you know, the, you know, the capacity to say they can park in your lot. It's more city ordinances, you know, Bureau of Land Management, know what the rules are there. And that is different than, than, um, national forest, which is different than land trust, which is different than state land. You know, it's all a little bit different. They all kind of have their own rules and, you know, you know, and, you know, you might be only doing this temporarily, but there are a lot of people like myself. And I think the, the, the community is bigger than people think that, you know, this is their lifestyle. This is what they're doing every day. So um, if these areas get shut down because of, of people not abiding by the rules, you know, it's, it makes things hard on on the people who are going to be doing this far after, you know, COVID is over. So just, yeah, just know the rules. And then that way also you don't get knocked on, you know, the window at two in the morning and have to move is never which i've avoided up to this point i don't think i've ever had that happen and i have you know um i wouldn't say broke the rules but at least bended them a little it's probably in places where i could have got the knock and got lucky but for the most part i always try to make sure that i'm um way you know in places where i know i'm not going to bother anybody and not going to get that knock on the door at 2 a.m being asked to leave um third thing is uh or I don't know, the fourth thing I think I'm on is uh, be respectful. You know, I think this goes for the land, the locals, and to other RVers. Um, you know, especially when the when COVID first started, we were going up to 395, and we were getting close to Mammoth Lakes. And, you know, I think ski season was still going on. And we heard some stories about Mammoth Lakes getting a little little dicey because a lot of the lot people from Los Angeles were coming up to – Mammoth Lakes to go, you know, to ski, to hike and do all this stuff. And then they wanted to go to the restaurants and to the bars. And there's way too many people, um, people using the resources, you know, with the grocery stores and things got tense, you know? So I think, you know, you know, I think it's, you know, you got to be respectful of, you know, the community that you go into, especially now. And I think that goes for all the time, you know, making sure that, you know, you're in a boondocking spot you can be in. You know, um, our rule of thumb is, you know, we usually just try not to be seen. You know, if there's a boondocking spot that's technically off the highway or off the road, we'll even go further back just to kind of be, you know, out of sight, out of mind, you know, and also another, you know, be respectful to other RVers, you know, um, don't get, you know, don't, if you're in a boondocking spot, don't get too close to them. Don't be, you know, just because you're boondocking doesn't mean there aren't rules, you know, don't, you know, be using your generator at <laughs> four in the morning. That's, that's going to be your number one thing of, uh, getting people to knock on your door and, and not be so, be so happy with you. But, um, you know, and I think the last thing is, is, you know, plan enough, but keep, but, you know, keep an open mind. You know, I always kind of say my only rule is not to have one, you know, but I think sometimes in this day and age that we have to do at least a little bit of planning. You have to, you know, you might know, you know, the path you're going, you might know a couple of the places you're staying, but all, but all the in-betweens, you know, you got to be kind of ready, you know, for most of the time the, you, you don't find the adventure, the adventure finds you. 
right? You know, you got to be kind of ready for those things and be ready for, you know, maybe something not so good to happen, you know, a breakdown or, you know, the RV park and campgrounds being full and you got to kind of improvise. So I think keeping an open mind, if you're someone who hasn't been out in the traveling world or the RVing world or van life world or whatever you want to call it, you know, being open to, to change and so organic experiences is definitely a must in my opinion. And it makes the experience so much better. You know, if you're trying to keep a rigid schedule, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of pressure that's built up right there that doesn't really need to be, but you know, but I think everyone, you got to learn to go with the flow and you know, you never know that where that's, where it's going to take you. And I think that's the, you know, the best thing about traveling and the best thing about being on the road and you know, you, if someone, you know, you're thinking about, you're on the road, you know, you're at home now, you know, like be, be ready for that, uh, for those experiences. So that's basically it. Um, it's just short, but sweet, I think, but I, you know, I wanted to try to get one more in before the end of the year and say hi to everybody and said, I'm still here. Um, Hopefully, yeah, I'll see if we can do some more. I'll be hopefully traveling again at the beginning of the year again, and I'll get some inspiration and um, get some ideas for some things. I still want to do one on solo, solo traveling, which I think, what, you know, with traveling changing so much as it is, solo, solo traveling is changing too. So I'm still kind of like piecing that together and trying to figure out um, some things to do for that one. But I think it'd be good maybe even have a panel or something, have other, you know, people – talk about their experiences about traveling alone. So we'll see. That's hopefully be up ahead. So I always like to end with a quote, something I like to do. This was an anonymous one. Um, and it says, we travel not to escape life, but for life not to escape us. So I think it's good. I like that one. It was a good one. I just found that one recently and it's in my, it's in my collection. So that's it. Like I said, short and sweet. I think, look, I'm at 21 minutes. So, uh, I mean, if you're listening to this before the holidays, I hope everyone has a good holiday. I hope everyone is staying safe, staying sane, um, doing their best in this kind of weird time we're living in, knowing that it looks like the end of the tunnel is near. And I hope people who want to get out and do some do some traveling are able to. And uh, have a good new year, and we'll, we'll chat soon. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. episodes and to read our blog go to www.travelingdesigner.co that's www.travelingdesigner.co